0: 0.04%. But this is the news, according to me. Oh, good, good Monday morning to you. It is October 2nd, 7.51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is early for me this morning. Not too early, just moderately early. Yes, Temperature outside is something. I don't know what it is. It's sixty, 70, 70 degrees. I don't remember. 60, 69, 66, 68. Well, I don't know what it is. I didn't really look and see. I just I've been outside a couple times this morning with the dogs, and they didn't uh, they didn't let me know what the temperature was. And I don't have my watch on right now. I typically have my watch on, then I can tell what time what time what time it is. I can tell what time it is, but I can also tell. I, don't, I hardly ever look at it for the time. I usually just look at it for all kinds of other things. Uh, it's, uh, it's, let me look at the weather here see what it's doing outside. It has been – it's supposed to be pretty warm this, this week um, because of global warming. That's what it is. Oh, it's 57 degrees outside. Oh, my goodness. Global cooling. Yeah, I'm not going to get in too deep into the climate change thing today, but, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. The, uh, the main thing you want to get into is what's, what's in my cup. I have a uh, – I have vanilla chai with Cinnabon creamer, so it's getting kind of boring. However, I used up the last of my Cinnabon creamer. So the next show, you know, you're never going to know what, what well, plus I'm I'm probably not going to be home. Um, It is possible I may be home uh, at one time this week. I don't know what day that will be. The rest of the week, I'll probably be on the road. I'm I'm not sure where that road will be, where where, where it will lead me. but most likely I'm going to be flying around somewhere. Um, Last week was, I had three days traveling last week and it, when I got home Friday night at midnight after starting at 6 a.m. in the morning, the, it it felt like I had been gone for a month.
1: I, I can't explain that even when I, you know, when you, when you take a day, one day seems like three days.
0: I don't know wh- why it is. It, it just what I got, got done at the end of the day. Uh, I got into Chicago. I had to drive back, and uh, that day it's in and of itself. It's from six from six a.m. until about noon, felt like one day.
1: I felt like I had put in a, a day's work already. Well, I guess I, I guess I almost had. It was six hours.
0: By the time I got home, the, the, the travel home, I was in Bismarck,
1: North Dakota. And I had to go through Dallas to get home, back to Chicago. All that time, uh, it, by the time I got to Chicago, it felt like another
0: day. It felt, it felt like two, two days, really. And, it, you know, granted, it was 7 o'clock by that point. So it was, it was, yeah, it was another eight hours almost. I put in a second eight-hour day, basically, another full day. I mean, you're not taking any breaks. That's kind of the way. By the time I drove home,
1: well, three hours later, four hours later, I, st- I got some, you know, I got something to eat on the way. and Kept on going. And, uh, yeah, the whole thing, uh, pretty much, pretty much just felt like a, a three-day,
0: three-day deal. So when you have, you know, and every day feels like three days. And then you have, and the day before wasn't much better. Actually, the two days prior to that that I was traveling wasn't, wasn't much better. It, you know, it doesn't take long before all of a sudden the whole week feels like a month. And it's just amazing. So this, this whole week, I've got five days I'll be traveling this week.
1: And um, it's, it's going to be, I'm sure I'm going to probably age about you know, two years,
0: probably. I'll, I'll feel like a 70-year-old man. <clears throat> so at least the, the good news is my uh, sinus issues have kind of, kind of subsided a little bit at this point. And I, I, I feel like I have a little bit more of my, uh, my voice back. It's not, not 100%, but it's, 90, you know, it's 95% there. But I probably made a mistake, and I don't have a backup cup this morning. I probably should have my, some, at least some water here because I don't have anything to keep my, my palate wet. Other than this chai, which doesn't really it's not exactly something that clears your throat it's kind of coats your throat really because it's kind of a creamy cream cream with cream in it it's dairy does not does not necessarily you know clear your throat very well so wash wash things down so so anyway, a couple things in the news to talk about um, okay, we'll get on with this first of all. There is this this guy, I uh, can't think of the guy's name, who pulled a fire alarm. Is it, is it Cody? Cody? Is that his name, Cody? I don't can't remember his name. Um, let's see if I can find it here. If I just type this in, that'll probably work. Uh, he is a, he's a D- Democrat representative. Uh, And MTG actually came up with. uh, She's she's a hip hop artist. That's why I call her MTG. Yeah, Jamal Jamal Bowman. That's that's the guy's name. He's the guy who was in Rand Paul's face. He talks he talks to people like they're kindergartners because he was a school principal at one point.
1: Now this guy was a principal in a school and. You know, they have fire drills in schools. They have, he's familiar with fire alarms. Now, supposedly,
0: uh, he pulled a fire alarm to delay the vote on this thing because he wanted to get in and vote. He was, he was running behind and he was trying to get to the vote while they were doing the vote. He wanted to make sure he was there. He pulled the fire alarm so that they would have to
1: postpone the vote. That way he could make it in there. Of course, he was caught on camera doing this. And supposedly he did it by mistake. He was trying to get through
0: a door and in order to open the door, he had to push a button or whatever it was. I don't know what it was. Most fire alarms are, strangely enough, no one has ever made the mistake at this door before.
1: There's no record of anyone ever having made this mistake before. Now, of course, the Dems got what they wanted in this vote anyway. And so did the establishment Republicans, you know, McCarthy, Now, now think, keep in mind, this is a, this is the,
0: and MTG's point on this whole thing was, he, he's, the crime
1: that he committed here was the interruption of a, of a proceeding, of a, of a uh, congressional proceeding, interrupt a proceeding. It's a federal crime. Does that sound familiar?
0: This is what January 6th uh, protesters were accused of and and put to the jail. In, but, but now they're being accused of and, and and criminalized for. It's the exact same law. And MTG brought this up. She read, she read the law. So this is exactly what the
1: January 6th people are sitting in jail right now for, for doing. He did the same thing. He interrupted a, a, an official congressional proceeding. And the Democrats are sticking up for this guy. Not calling him an insurrectionist. Not,
0: not saying that you know, Joe, I think Joe Biden actually, in my opinion, was the one who led him to do this because Joe Biden made a speech earlier in the day, something about international, true international depression. And I'm pretty sure that means pull the fire extinguisher, insurrect the con- congressional media. I'm pretty sure that's what true international depression means. We've, we've had our analysts go over it and uh, analyze everything about true international depression. And I think I'm pretty sure that that's what, uh, that's what that means. It's an old ancient language <clears throat> that uh, apparently Joe, Joe knows because he's old and ancient. Um, and, and AOC, she has, she has a different look. I don't know if anybody's noticed or not. I, I don't know if she has, has some work done or what, what's going on there. Um, she's, she's had some apparently a different makeup artist has, is helping her now
1: because she doesn't look the same. She looks she looks very her her eyes do not look as pop-eyed as they used to. And she is um just the hypocrisy that
0: is mixed in with all of the gaslighting and the just the go along with the blue no matter who
1: just uh, It just starts to really get tiring to listen to it. It gets very um,
0: like I, inside. I can internally and per- personally get really
1: just almost offended by it. It's like, oh, please, just stop with the with the BS because it's just. It's getting really, really stupid. And yet, at the same time, you know, I, try to, I try, to, try to let that get me down. And at the same time, I have to realize there will be a day when we will see all this stuff exposed. And sadly for these people, it will be a day too late. If they do not see and understand now their own hypocrisy, the weight of responsibility that is on them right now, the judgment that will befall them, this is the... The wrath of God being stored up. That would all be gone if they would repent. But you see, there is no repentance in their religion. Because government is their God, the fruit of their spirit is virtue signaling. Carbon is the enemy, and man is the problem, and especially white men.
0: Apple recently just put out, you know, Mr. Reagan has got a channel, I talk about him once in a while. Uh, he has a channel, he, uh, he had a show that so I happened to see this morning. I'm talking about Apple's new advertisement. With, I think it's got Tim Cook and some other people in it. And it's got, it's, Mother Nature shows up to this board meeting. She's talking to these people in this board meeting. They're talking about how carbon neutral they are and all their products. I guess the Apple Watch now is considered a totally carbon
1: neutral product. Which is such a farce. It is... This thing about being
0: carbon neutral and of course one of the, one of the statements that they make in this, in this commercial which is ridiculous is, is that they want to have a zero carbon world. The world to be to, to completely eliminate carbon from the atmosphere by 2030 or whatever, whatever it is. or they, they want to be completely carbon neutral by 2030, but their goal is a totally carbon neutral or co- totally carbon,
1: carbon free world, carbon zero world. That's a stupid statement, first of all. Now, carbon zero would mean no, hum, no animals living whatsoever. we all put off carbon dioxide. And in fact, amazingly enough, it's the 80% of the trees out there and, and, and growth and plants need carbon dioxide to grow. There's a
0: really good... The guy who was formerly... He's one of the founders of Greenpeace. Now, I don't care for Greenpeace. And I'm pretty sure he... He left Greenpeace because of some of the radical directions it was taking, the way I understand it. But the guy really understands, he's a, he's a, he is a scientist, and he understands um, what's going on with the climate thing. And he goes, he gets to get these, he, gets, he, gets, he has this whole hour and a half long interview. Of course, now YouTube is all over it with all kinds of disclaimers about, you know, global warming is blah, 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 blah. All the little, little tags that they put on, on the video this guy explains in no uncertain terms. I mean, just, just he's, he's extremely
1: uh, knowledgeable on the subjects of carbon and carbon based life forms and how important carbon dioxide is to everything and how it's been vilified. And it's, it is, um, Wow!
0: It is just uh, the guy just has he, I mean, he has no hesitation on anything he says. He's just he just knows what he's talking about, and it's, it's very good. Now, if this guy would have showed up at the Apple Apple board meeting, he probably would have been appalled, and he would have been screaming, you know, the top of his
1: lungs that you, you know you people are idiots. The total it's, it's, it's
0: some uh, there's certain science uh, practices that you, you you use the. What i trying to say the the amount of nitrogen in the air is, is about eighty percent. The amount of oxygen is about twenty percent. There's there's you know carbon and all other other things make up about point you know whatever it is. There's just a little there's in general terms it's just makes up about one percent of the the rest of the air. One to two percent something like that. I think it's less than two percent of other, other things. And uh, the, we call it partial, partial pressure when you're talking about certain, certain science uh, disciplines. It, it's called partial, partial pressure. In, in some sciences, it's, it, you know, they measure it in terms of percentages. The percentage
1: of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere is 0.04%. I think that's about 400 parts per million, if I remember the math
0: correctly. And that is, uh,
1: at times in our, our world's history, it has been much higher than that. And other times it's been much lower. And strangely enough, it has not necessarily led the rise or fall in temperatures. Carbon in the atmosphere, yes, it's a greenhouse gas. The biggest greenhouse gas, the most eff- effective greenhouse gas is water vapor. However, they try to excuse water vapor somehow by saying, well, it's,
0: water vapor uh, has a prism effect and it actually re- reflects, actually, uh, it, it's not as much of a greenhouse gas because it, it, it deflects uh, some of the heat uh, from, from the uh earth it actually bounces back doesn't capture it all no no it has over 80 percent more effectiveness in terms of greenhouse it doesn't have that much of a reflective and the percentage there they're, they're trying to excuse something that's not doesn't exist water vapor is is
1: much more a greenhouse gas if you will has more effect on the greenhouse effect on the earth
0: now, one of the things that, the, and, I, and I'm, not a, I'm not a scientist. I, I don't know, who, I don't know who, who gets labeled a scientist when you do something? Now, I did work in a lab one time, and I was, I was doing quality control, and I was doing tests on things. Was that, does that make me a scientist?
1: There are computer scientists. Computer science is a thing. Computer science. Does that make him a scientist?
0: And can he talk about global warming and be a scientist? Well, thousands of scientists have said this. Really? What? How do you get the label? How do you get some kind of stamp on your chest as a scientist?
1: You're not a scientist. Do you have to have a degree in certain a certain field to be a scientist? There are geological scientists. There are geolog- You know, there are geologists. There are climatologists. There are cosmetologists. Cosmology. And cosmetology, very similar in trade. Um, the, the, just this blanket, scientists, scientists, are, oh, well, what's, what's, what kind of scientists are talking about this? Are they meteorologists? And where did they get their degrees? Are they just, are these guys
0: just news reporters? And like people in the local news, meteorologists, you know, meteorologists? Do they qualify to be scientists? Who who is it that's qualified these people to be scientists? Oh, well, we have 800,000 scientists around. The vast majority of scientists now have going. along. Well, of course, because if you you don't go along with this global warming thing, you'll be defunded or whatever. They they come after you. You'll be ostracized, kicked out of the
1: community. It's a bullying tactic. So so this this whole thing is so disingenuous. So, so...
0: (sighs) To me, it's obvious what they're doing. And, and you know, if they could say whatever, whatever they want to about the climate, this, 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 this is what gets me about this whole thing. You can say, okay, whatever, man's you know, doing this, we've got to do that. And the problem is now, now it gets down to this is how we're going to fix the problem. We're going to affect your life now. We're going to, one, we're going to tax you for your carbon. But first of all, we're going to put all these regulations on every product that you buy. It's going to change the nature of everything that you buy. These are the same people, strangely enough, in this commercial, so, so such hypocrites.
1: They're getting on this one guy about wearing a leather jacket. Leather is the most renewable source, natural source of clothing you can wear. If
0: he would have been wearing a synthetic jacket, that would have been, that would, they would have been okay with that. You know what synthetic
1: jackets are made of, right? Oil products. Plastics come from oil products. Fossil fuels. They're okay with that stuff. Highly processed. But leather, oh no, no, no. Something that's been used for millennia. We can't have that be used, you know, because that's, you know, that's hurting the environment. We should just throw all those cowhides away when they die. We should be eating bugs. And we can make clothing out of bugs. (sighs) Yeah. It's it's such craziness sometimes.
0: Um, and, And this is the kind of craziness that we have. You
1: know, you, you hear this thing about AOC, and I, I think, um, where did I have it? I had a, let's see if I can find it here. It, it's a pretty good interview. That was his name? Jamal? Oh, I spell, yeah, it's two A's.
0: Let's see if I can find anything on AOC interview. Yeah, here she is. She's being interviewed this this thing is about uh, 2 2 minutes and 48 5 seconds let's see if i can play this um we're going to go over what she says now i want to i want to point out something here um, this is this is uh what's the guy's name whatever his name is tapper it's Jake tapper um so so they're going over this stuff and she's, she, you know, he's asking her the question. He says it was an accident. Was it, What's your, what's your opinion on this? Let's see. Let's see what she has to say and all of her wisdom. And it doesn't really make sense to me. His explanation. Have you talked to him? Okay. Let's let's see. What's going
2: on? I mean, listen. I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's, there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He, so you pulled the fire alarm. So I'm, I'm. What I am here to say is that. House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do-
0: There was a misunderstanding. And if you look at some of the signs about how this is, the fire alarm is right next to the switch where, where they open the door. Again, no one has ever confused the two before. It says fire alarm right on it. It says pull in case of fire. It's, we, everybody's seen fire alarms.
1: This guy was a principal of a high school or a school of some kind. I think it's grade school, maybe, maybe kindergarten. I don't know. And, and she brushes this off completely.
0: And I want you to listen to some of the arguments. She, 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 she pivots on this right away. And she starts talking about the Republicans. Right away, the Republicans started going after this guy.
1: There was another issue. I think it was, uh, what's her name? She has a weird name. Uh, now, this is
0: the guy who was being threatening to some, some, some people at one point. And he also, so she, she goes after this, the Republicans now, what's the, what's the gal's name? She, um, not Timmy, what's what is her name? Oh, I can't think of her name. She's on the, she's on the left and she's on CNN, I think. And she was talking about how this is, this is, this is something that Republicans would do. She goes, don't be like Republicans, Democrats. Don't, don't be like Republicans. When was the last time a Republican pulled a fire alarm? When was the last time a Republican interfered with a what? Congressman? I'm talking about Congress people, actual elected elected people. Now we we've had. Remember Nancy Pelosi allowed a bunch of people to come screaming
1: into the the Capitol building to protest and interrupt a proceeding. Well, they're just exercising their rights. They're coming in to protest. This is how people feel about
0: it. We're just going to let them protest. They came in and and encircled the entire Congress
1: and sat around with their signs and the whole thing. She allowed that to happen. And nothing was said. Well, this was just democracy. So let's continue to listen here to AOC and what she says here. And one of the
0: one of the statements that she makes: Think about how this would be if you could, if you could just replace the the word Trump and turn this around. Th- this could be the perfect argument from people on the right. If, if this is the way they should have responded to when they're attacking Trump.
2: What I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans. Representatives like Nicole Malliotakis and others immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel, before there, before there has even been conversations that are, that are finished to even see if there was...
0: Before there was even conversations or an investigation in this thing, they, they were already putting uh, motions in to expel and to, to censure. Day one of Donald Trump's presidency, before there had been
1: any act as a president, there were motions to impeach him. There were articles of impeachment placed on the speaker's desk day one of Donald Trump's presidency. No investigation, no no inquiry, nothing. And the Democrats didn't have a problem with that. But oh, she's all upset that, that without even any explanation, we just...
0: We're ready to censor this guy. Because it's pretty obvious what he did. It's pretty obvious. Gee, oh, just vote starts and then a fire alarm goes off. Oh, gee, oh, 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 it was my fault. My bad. Sorry, accident.
1: It's the old thing of it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission.
2: It's a misunderstanding here. But what they did while they did that, what they did not do was to commit to the same when George Santos was actually found guilty after a thorough investigation of...
0: <clears throat> George Santos' crime had nothing to do with interfering with a... You want to talk about crimes, how many felonies have been committed? We can, we can stack up from Democrats to Republicans all day long here. This, there's been all kinds of studies done, and every time they do one, every, every five or six years they do a study on... How many criminal offenses are, how many people in in Congress have criminal backgrounds? Democrats are usually about three times
1: what the Republicans are, three to four times. It's it's, it's well over three times. So you wanna start talking about criminal offenses. This is a federal crime against the Capitol. This is the interference it's not. It's not just somebody out
0: there doing, having some kind of crime about something else that it had nothing to do. She, she claims these were felonies that this that uh, Santos did. I don't. I don't know if they did were or not. I don't know. But it's. And again, I don't like the fact that San, that's. That's up to the people who elected him to decide on that one, because he didn't interfere with a proceeding. This guy interfered with a proceeding, and she's trying to make it out. To be, oh, it's the same. They didn't go after him.
1: They didn't, didn't say anything about him. Well. You guys aren't saying about Jamal. So how are you any better? You're, you're turning it back around and saying it's the Republicans' fault. Well, the Republicans didn't do it. That's,
0: that's no excuse for what, what happened here. I don't. Let, let's, so, so the Republicans didn't do something they should have done. Now you're sitting here doing, not doing something you should have done. You're blaming, blaming the Republicans for not doing it. Well, but this is, this is the junior high school argument, I call it. These people act like junior high kids. I, barely. I and mean, that's almost an insult to junior high kids. It's more like a sixth, fifth or sixth grader thing, and I'm, I feel bad for them too. It's just, th- let's say the worst of the class in, the fifth, in the fifth and sixth grade. Little tit-for-tat crap that goes on like this, and it's, it's just disgusting that adults
1: are acting this way. But that's what, that's what she is. She's nothing but a junior high kid who thinks she's important.
2: 15 federal charges. He's indicted on everything from wire fraud to actual lying. Actual lying? Investigators. And they have been buddying up and giggling with him on the House floor. And they are protecting someone who has lied to the American people, lied to the United States House. She's never lied to the American people. Never. She was, you know, uh, filing a motion.
1: She's
0: never lied to the American people. She never deceived the American people. She never stood in front of an empty parking lot where there was a fence and acted like she was crying.
1: She never did that. No, no, she would never do that. When people get like this,
0: and you can hear it, I can hear it in her voice. I mean, it, it's very obvious. This is all portrayal. She, she's, she's going, this is a, an act, if you will. It is a, uh, I'm going to show you my righteous indignation now and push back and say, you guys are, you know, you, you can't talk about this because you haven't done I mean, your due diligence. Look at it. Ugh, you're lying. huh,
2: to expel a member who, in a moment of panic, was trying to escape a vestibule, give me a break. In a moment and of so panic, was trying, was trying to escape a vestibule. kind of equivalence to someone who is actively trying to.
1: The, she's, again, she's, she's just off the cuff, beyond the pale. Splaining now. With all these, this, this sounds exactly like a junior high kid who all of a sudden has this inspiration to defend themselves with nothing but word salad. With so what sounds like a, a logical explanation, but it's all emotional crap
2: up a situation that he himself admits he's embarrassed he released a statement last night he apologized and they are protecting someone who has not only committed wire fraud not only defrauded veterans not only lied to congressional investigators but is openly gloating about it is absolutely humiliating
0: he said she said uh, two two totally different issues here has nothing to do let's talk about jamal This, this is like the Republicans when they say, well, if this was, you know, Donald Trump, you don't let Donald Trump get away.
1: Go after, go after Biden for what he's doing on, on its own merit. And yes, Biden should be impeached. Uh, this, the whole
0: thing is...
2: ...to the Republican caucus, and I think that they should really check their own values.
0: There's another Republican who's been indicted also that they've been defending, but we, yes, we, yes. don't, but we don't have the time to go into all of those... Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there's smirking. Each. Oh yeah, there's another Republican they've been indicted. They're talking about Donald Trump. Donald Trump's been indicted, but they're not going to talk about him because of all the wacky charges that have come up with that one. Oh, but let's not talk about Joe Biden and his pay-to-play schemes. Well, that's just a. a this is the story of a father loving his son. I, I am still hearing people on, in the Congress saying, I, I hope, I hope that my, my mother cares about, my mother that I can care about my mother, whatever it is. I hope that my, my parents love me as much as they,
1: as Joe Biden loves his son. He's just a good father. This, this almost makes me sick to my stomach, thinking about this. A good father. This is the guy who took inappropriate showers with his daughter.
0: Mark Milley was in the news. i got to change the subject. Mark Milley was in the, was in the news uh, over the weekend because he was uh, – he, he received his he, – he's retired now. I, I might have talked about this on Friday uh, or when it was Thursday, whatever it was. Mark Milley is retired. And he has this uh, – now, I think he, he went to – how did he go to Harvard, Princeton? Where did, where did he go Princeton? He was Princeton, wherever he went. Uh, Greg Kelly did a, did a piece on him, uh, I think Saturday, Friday or Saturday, over the weekend sometime. And I, it, it, was, it was really good. He really, he
1: really, he put the clamps down on Millie. Kind of, kind of exposed his whole speech and what, what he's all about. Uh, Mark Millie should not receive a round of applause from anyone. Millie should be, at the very least, stripped of all of his accolades and kicked to the curb with no pension. Personally, I think the man should be in jail. He talked about in his speech, at
0: one point he had this little interview where he was taking about the, and, and, and Greg was right about the whole thing, at one point, Milley talks about in this interview,
1: he talks about how the day of January 6th, the president didn't call him. The president didn't call him and say, hey, the, the, the Capitol's under attack. You know, Here's why, this is why Donald Trump didn't call you, Mr. Milley. Donald Trump doesn't work for you. You're the one. What, is he supposed to call Millie and say, "Hey, uh, the
0: the Chinese just launched missiles uh, at our
1: at the country." Uh, what do you What do you think we should do? No, that's not the way it works. The president is should be informed by Millie, not the other way around. Where What was Millie doing? Sitting around? what Was he sitting around the backyard cooking burgers? <clears throat> the person should be advising Trump is
0: – he doesn't just sit around and wait for Trump to call and then say – make decisions. That's not the way this works, General Milley. By the way, he takes an oath. He talked about this, this oath that he takes. He it's not to a dictator. It's not to a uh, not to a wannabe dictator.
1: It's the kind of the slam he put up against this – against Trump. Trump was not a, a dictator and he wasn't a wannabe dictator. Who is the person who's been more of a dictator since he's been in office? Uh, Wear a mask. You're mandated to get this, mandated to get that.
0: All cars by 20-something-something should be electric.
1: Mandating those things, I would call that a dictator. We are on the cusp. I, I, I hate to say it
0: this way, uh, and I really do. I, I hate to focus on negative things, folks, but we are in a negative direction right now. And uh, there was a guy, oh, when was it? It was last week sometime. I think the representative, he had a guy on his team. It was a representative, and then there was a guy who was very good at numbers and showing where we're at with like social security and budget issues. And the way he laid it out, this guy, he was just good with the math. He didn't care if it was Democrat or, or not. He said, he said, I don't care one way
1: or the other. He goes, this is, but this is where we're at right now. We can't keep spending money. And he, he makes it very clear. I mean, he, he puts a very uh, good – just, he just shows
0: the math. He said, let's break it down to a dollar. This is what you're spending out of every dollar. This is what's going on. He makes it sound like he can't touch Social Security, can't touch – he doesn't, he doesn't have any – he doesn't really offer any solutions. He's just t- saying where we're at and what the projection is. And unfortunately, the projection is based on current, current values. Now, the problem we've got right here, here is that the insurance rates or the uh, interest rates, what, what, the, what the government owes – and I've tried to talk to some Democrats about this. They don't get it. They just don't they – don't, they can't put two and two together on this. Now back when I when I talked to this button, it's it's much higher than this now. I think it's I think it's almost two hundred and some thousand dollars now per every single individual, every man, woman, and baby in this country, I think has about a two hundred and twenty some thousand dollar debt right now. If we all came up, if every single human being
1: had 225000 dollars, gave it to the government to pay off the debt, then the debt would be cleared. This, you know. Multi-trillion-dollar thing we got going on. The debt would be cleared up, and you would still pay taxes to cover the current budget. Now, granted, taxes could go down because we're not paying as much in interest. We're not paying payments on you know you know it's all those things aren't the budget now has a lot more breathing room. Borrowing money costs you money. Buying into your future self, borrowing
0: from your future self, that's what you're doing. when you. People don't, don't get this concept, and it's not taught in school. And it's, okay, so I'm, I'm, say I'm 20 years old.
1: I want to buy a new car. Maybe not a brand new car, just a, just a new car for me. It's a $10,000 car.
0: So rather than me going out and working and making $10,000 and then buying the car, which I could probably buy for $8,000 if I have cash on it. You throw cash, I guarantee you, you throw a stack
1: of $100 bills on a car dealer's desk. And they're going to make $500 or $1,000 on that car instead of $3,000 on the car over time. They look at that and they go, man, this thing, the car is going to be gone today and I got the cash, go buy another one. Unload it, just get rid of it, let it go.
0: Because cash on the desk is a lot better than a car sitting there for another three or four weeks. I have had this experience with some car dealers and I'll tell you what, some of them, when they start acting this way, I walk away. And I have many times bought cars exactly like this.
1: They have a price, I have a price I'm willing to pay. If they don't like it, if they're offended by that, that's their problem. I'm a genuine cash buyer and I'm totally honest with my offer. If they have a problem with that, that's their problem. If they think I'm offensive, then, that, then they need to cut their... They need to, that's no place for a salesman to be, by the way. You, you are completely lost all of your objectivity. If, if you are so, so subjectively
0: involved in the emotional idea that you're such a good salesman that, that you can't, if, if someone offers you less, that you should be offended by that. Now, if I go in and I talk to the guy and I'm talking and I waste a bunch of time and I'm back and forth and I'm all this, I, t- I take a whole day out of this guy's schedule, that's offensive.
1: That, now, it's, now it's not offensive. It's, it's more, it goes beyond offensiveness. It just, you've wasted my time. I'll explain to the guy, you know, I'll, I'll go in, look at a car, t- spend five, 10 minutes looking it over, you know, get the records,
0: do the whole thing, go take it for a test drive, try to stay out of the guy's way, come back, look it over as best I can in a, in a short amount, in less than an hour. And before I do all that, I usually ask them if they have any, you know, if they're, if they're willing to move at all in the price.
1: Is the price negotiable? If they tell me the price isn't negotiable, if, if they tell me that right up front, Usually my, 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 next, my next response is, well, I only have this much in my budget to buy a car. Should we proceed any further with this or not? And sometimes they say, yeah. Okay. You know, if you, if you say, I have, I have $7,000. They're asking $10,000 for the car. I say, I have $7,000 that I will give you today cash. Is that is that an offer you would entertain if we, if if we can come to an agreement on? It? Yep, uh, uh, guy went. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, okay. So let me look it over and I'll see it, See if I want to want to do this this deal. I mean, I'm not. I'm still not going to buy the car if there's something really majorly wrong with it. And it's it's one of those things where if they can continue to ask ten thousand dollars for the car, and and I can walk away that day. Things. It's, it's it's as if I never walked in the door. They would have just been sitting there watching the you know filling up balloons or
1: whatever they were doing. I don't know. But it's, it's one of those things where I, I don't understand why they get offended by that. They're moving a car. And it's so,
0: – so you go in there to buy this car for $10,000. Now, I guarantee if you're borrowing – if you're getting a loan to buy the car,
1: you're probably not going to take the price down at all, especially if it's buy here, pay here. That's not going to happen. So you go in to get this car for $10,000.
0: And they give you a, uh, 60 months or whatever. What do they give you? Three. Years. Say, say it's three years. They say, say it's 36 months payments. And they're going to add on you know, interest on top of that. So you're going to give you interest, you have payments. And you can afford the car only because they can, you can borrow the money. You don't, have the, you don't have the money in the bank to pay for it. Now, if you do have the money in the bank to pay for it, and you just keep it in the bank, keep it in an interest-bearing account, you go out and buy the car, and you keep that money in the bank just in case you need
1: to pay the car off, Okay, it still seems a little silly to me. It just seems silly to me because that, they can still come get that car anytime they want to, and it, so, but I don't, so. I don't know. It, it's kind of it's one of
0: those. That's a tough. That's a tough situation. I know. I know people who do this. They'll put. They'll set aside money, the balance of the car or whatever. They'll set it aside in the bank, and they'll because. Now they're getting they're getting some interest on that. They have a place to put that money. They're, they have an interest. Now I'm not a financial counselor. I'm not you know not a doctor or a lawyer, epidemiologist, any of this. They'll put that money aside and they'll keep it in there and they'll they'll use that as a as they kind of their if they have to for some if something catastrophically happens they need to use that to just pay the car off or if they want to sell the car they can sell the car and then pay it off you know, come out with the balance because you're you're operating on other people's money and you're at least keeping money in your account and if something you know does happen where some of the odds thing that happens to the car, you know, gets destroyed or whatever, and you're waiting for an insurance payment to come back. Now you've at least got money to buy another car. So you wait for the insurance for the other – whatever is going on there. with that. Okay. That, that's kind of like an emergency fund for the car. Well, just, just pay cash for the car. I, I guarantee you you're going to be able to get the car at a better deal. I think if you can't get another – there's plenty of other cars out there. Go out there and get another car. Just pay cash for it and pay, pay a lot less. And if there is something catastrophic that happens, then you've already paid less. You've already, you know, more than saved your money on the interest and everything else that's going on with that. And the hassle
1: of having to make that car payment every month. <clears throat> so that's, that's my theory on the whole matter.
0: But if you, if you get into this thing where you, now you're in debt
1: and you, People don't, then all of a sudden something happens. You lose your job. Something, something weird happens. You, you, you break your leg. Whatever, whatever it is that happens. What's really even
0: worse is the car breaks down. It's just, you know, it's a 60-day warranty. And then, then 60 days later, the car, you know, of course, you, got, you still have three, you know, two years of payments on the thing. And the thing breaks down. And it's a catastrophic breakdown.
1: Now you have a car that is not worth anything unless you fix it. It's probably at the point where you're, you've paid it down just enough that
0: where it's worth less than what you owe on it. So you can't really sell it and, because it's, now it's even worth less because it's not fixed. So now you've got to put $1,000 or
1: 1500 or $2,000 into the car to fix it. This is, this is what you get yourself into. Well, I guess you can let the, dealer, let the dealer, dealer take it back, I guess, at that point. Yeah, I'm not going to make payments anymore. Come, come take it. Well,
0: they're going to. There's usually charges on top. They usually have all kinds of fines and stuff. know,
1: sometimes they still make you pay for the for the damages. It's a screwy thing, and then, of course the bank. And then you get this on your record and
0: your bank, and of course your credit was all bad. I, I don't. I, I don't even think I have any credit uh, anymore. I don't believe. I, I'm not positive, but I I don't know if I could even borrow money for for a doghouse right now. It, it's, <clears throat> I haven't had a loan for a long time. No credit cards, nothing. So I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I didn't even
1: check my credit reports. It's, it's probably like two. I don't know, but, but I don't use credit. So it's, what do I care? Now, it, 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 there's some argument to
0: be made. I, I know Dave Ramsey's like, don't, you know, don't go out and borrow money in your in your sixties and seventies. Why should you have a, a home loan? You know, when you're at that, that age, you shouldn't have a home a house loan anymore. <clears throat> and, and it's it's one of those things where it's well, why not? Why not? A buddy of mine, he's like, I'm going I hope I die with a whole bunch of credit. I'm gonna borrow as much as I can right before I die. Well, he's got a point. Now, he's a single guy. Um, he wants to die as deep in debt as he can,
1: and I it's it's kind of like you know. Trying to figure out the argument against that. What are they going to do? They're going to try to take back all the stuff, all the stuff that you have. And they're going to come after your estate. What they're going to do? So they're going to auction off all your stuff when you're gone. And they're going to try to, you know, everybody's going to come after the whatever's left.
0: It's kind of their problem now at that point, isn't it? But to me, it seems kind of – it seems just
1: dishonest. I don't know. It just seems – I don't know. If they're willing to loan you the money. I guess oh, their, that's their problem.
0: They made, they made a bad decision at that point. But here's the, here's the thing with that. that. That causes problems for everybody else. Those institutions that loan the money now have to kind of make that back somehow and they're going to do that by being harder on everybody else. Make it pay. I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> it's kind of like you're I, – i don't know. It's one way of getting back at the banks. I don't know. It's kind of a one of those arguments. It's like, yeah, it's—I can see the point there, but it's, it seems kind of wrong. I, there's got to be now. If you have a family, that's counting on your estate to be around when you when you go, that you built up some kind of real wealth to pass down or to pass on to pass around. How, whatever it is you're doing. Now I—I I, I don't have kids, so I'm I'm I'm, think, I'm looking at. It. Possibility of having an estate where that would be able to you know, have a foundation, basically a trust, that would go on in perpetuity for, for as long as possible. And, and that estate that would have funds invested that, would, that the dividends then would pay out for things like college uh,
1: grants and uh, be, be able to you know, provide – on an ongoing basis, some kind of support for
0: missions, operations, and, and do something beyond you know that would pass on to other people to pass on something to some you know to to, to live on rather than just
1: um uh, to just let, let it go you know to where I'm not just going to pass out money to my my relatives not not that they.
0: Don't deserve it. It's just I think it, it would be longer. The longevity would be better. And if, let's let's say one of their kids. Let's say my nephews or my nieces, whatever, um, want to apply for,
1: you know, want to buy a car, or want to go to college, and they need a loan. They could apply to the foundation for a loan to the to the, to college, a college grant type thing, or they just get a flat out grant. They just get you know, I want to be a nurse want to go to school,
0: here's a grant, pays for half your, tr- half your schooling, whatever it is, um, or all of it, whatever. And then it's, there's just, just that kind of thing that's available, uh, rather than just giving them the money, letting them go out and make bad choices with that, and then
1: not having the money to go to college. So it, I think it's, it's one of those things where putting some hoops there for them to,
0: or even if they want to buy a car and they want to make a car loan or whatever, they can go to you know, apply for a loan through the
1: foundation, get a get a car loan, not paying a bank. I don't know what happens when they don't make the payments, because the foundation's going to come after
0: them. Whether well, they guess they could come back and seize the car, and uh, it's, it's it's kind of sticky, sticky, with some of those kinds of ideas. But but that way, there's something that lives on uh, to benefit people and help them make good choices. If you make good choices, here's what's available to you. Instead of just, here, here's $100,000, go out and spend it on Xbox and snacks and
1: stupid things. But, you know, that's, that would be my concern. Not that it's any of my business, because I'm gone. But, but it's, I, you know,
0: I want to have some kind of responsible legacy after that, whatever. So, having said all that, the... the uh, <clears throat> The Trump cases are getting kind
1: of weird now, too. Um, I believe um, is it uh, what's the guy's name? Jack Smith is that the guy's name? Who's going after Trump?
0: He's he's kind of showing his uh, his instability, his emotional instability. Now he's he's actually gone after some things, said some things, and he's going after this whole gag order thing and the whole. The, he obviously. Is unhinged, and unfortunately, it's now showing in what he's doing, and it's 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 looking very, uh, what how you say, ugly, on his part. He he's not looking like some he, he's <laughs> Robert Gavaya uh, is really exposing this guy's uh, ridiculous behavior. Unfortunately, the media doesn't know any better. The, the, when you see a professional lawyer like this, a defense attorney, especially, who just points at certain things and says, "This he's doing this. he's not supposed to be doing this. he's doing that." He's, and, and this is the com- common you know he's, he's very familiar with prosecutors and how they operate, and he's, he's pointing out all these little tricks that they try to do, and, and most of the media isn't familiar with it. Uh, they're getting away with it. The the judges that are in, involved in this thing are are kind of behind the whole the whole thing as well. It's 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 really uh, really disgusting um, what's been happening. But I digress. I, it is uh, unfortunately it is late enough in the show and late enough in the morning now. I've, I actually have to kind of get going. I, I need to move on towards. Uh, I actually have to head over towards Chicago in just a little bit. So. I need to get some things cleaned up and packed and ready to go for a whole week. I should have to get out the door here in about an hour. So I will, uh, I will hopefully have a show tomorrow morning. I, do, I have no idea what this week is going to look like. Absolutely no idea in terms of uh, when my schedule will allow me to do a show. So in the process of all of that, um, I just want to say welcome to October. And uh, as we're closing down the last quarter of this year the beginning of the last quarter. We will uh, continue to pray as we move into the primary election period. Everything that's going on. God bless folks, pray for the nation, pray for each other, and we will get through this. I think